ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Hello, Michael. How you doing? Reporting for duty, sir. All right. I called Hallelujah. you on, I called you on your cell. Is that good or do you prefer Skype? What works best for you today? Well, uh we're kind of in the mountains at this time. Uh is my voice coming through okay? Cell phone is good then. Yes, sir. You're coming through okay. great. Everybody? Awesome. Welcome aboard. Coming up next, we've got Michael Basham of Strange O'Clock and Spirit Wars Broadcast. Here we go. Invite a friend. You're listening to Omega Man Radio, broadcasting worldwide in digital stereo. Yeah. We ain't playing religious games. We are casting out devils and Jesus' name. We are here representing God's son who came and died for everyone. All you gotta do is call on his name and he and the father will come in and you won't ever be the same. Yeah, boy, I'm talking about Omega Man Radio. It's real live, deliverance radio. Call all your friends and join in the fun. There'll be something here for everyone. We binding loose, yeah, that's our mission. We follow Mark 16 and obey Jesus' great commission because the harvest filled the white and the workers are few. Time is running out and Jesus got a job for you to set the captives free. Hey, Michael, I lost you. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. I'm, again, it's just uh, a miracle that we can do this from here. Okay. I should be in studio next week, so thank you so much. That's all right. I was How listening. are we sounding You sounded good. Everybody, welcome aboard. This is a live broadcast, Monday, July 17, 2023. Honored to be here with you. And Michael Basham. Michael, you want to open us in prayer? The mic is yours. All righty. Well, thank you, Lord. Bless you, brother. It's always a pleasure, and it's such an honor to be here. And thank you for just being the guy that patches you in to do the Matrix mission. And right now, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to fellowship and just explore the domain of the spiritual warfare dimensions and all this different data points from Scripture to deliverance to ministry to the, the latest things that are happening among the nations, we ask that you would just seal it with the spirit of peace, the spirit of grace, wisdom, and discernment, so that we don't waste time on distractions, but we get to the heart of the matter, Lord. Show us the real thing that's happening, Lord. Help us to, to just dive directly and nail that Death Star with the bomb in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Give Amen. Us the joy of the Lord. Brother Mike, the microphone is yours. Take it away, brother. Welcome back. <laughs> well, my friends, um, Michael Basham here, Spirit Force, Spirit Wars, Fringe Radio Network, Strange O'Clock. I got to meet uh, co-host of Strange O'Clock podcast, Gerilyn, and her husband yesterday. Uh, the most bizarre coinky dink ever. I just, I think as we're moving forward into this end time, there's going to be this realization of the supernatural and to actually get a phone call from one of my job sites saying, Hey, Michael, we're passing through your town. Do you think you have time to just say hi for five minutes? And it was literally like a place where I worked that I could get a discount. And I was like, stop, don't go. Let me get over there and get you guys some lunch. And it was just an amazing 
um, miracle. They had no idea that that's one of the many places that I, I get to work. God has put us in North Carolina to kind of get away, get into the mountains, which is why sometimes the, the connection isn't that good. As I speak to you, my sister and brother-in-law are getting their giant RV towed down the mountain. Um, really sweet man. His son is autistic, is, uh, is the tow guy. And it's just so cool to see this 26-foot-long RV getting pushed down the mountain. My dad, Glenn Basham, is there, and they're chuckling and making jokes and laughing, and the chickens are running around, the goats are running around. Oh, it's just a dramatic day. There's a lot going on. And I'm going to try not to be distracted by everything. I'm up in, in my dad's cabin right now, overlooking the whole, the whole homestead here. But when, one thing that has kept me has been to separate from the things in your day-to-day life and just get to the secret place the most high. And from there, God begins to show you, okay, what's really going on so that you're not going to be thrown to and fro by the latest thing every time. Uh, for normies, of course, that means, oh, I stand with Ukraine or ooh, pro-gay marriage or whatever. For the Christians, even the woke Christians, the true word woke, meaning you know about the corruption, that can mean getting sucked into the latest Trump versus the DeSantis or, oh, they're going to chip us soon and the, the new digital currency and that, that can also dominate. So I guess the main message that I want to share with you guys today, if you come away with one thing, is that you desire that one thing, which is to come into the secret place of the Most High and there receive your counsel and training. There get that directive and the intimacy. There's going to come a time very soon, and we're going to obviously mention AI as well as uh, the Russell Crowe Pope's Exorcist movie, spiritual warfare themes in media, and uh, we're going to touch a little bit on, on the Russia situation with Belarus. But this, this concept of intimacy is the new economy is where they're taking us. So we need to be ahead of the game and already have that hammered in where you just, your family doesn't know what you're doing, your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, they might think you're like cheating on them. But in a way you kind of are, cause you're going to that love affair with God. It, they don't understand. They're like, what are you, what are you doing? How is this practical? How is this making money for your family or working towards your success as a student? God took me in high school at a time when there was a lot of homework, a lot of responsibility. And he said, look, I'm going to just make it clear to you that you get to choose. Are you going to work for yourself or are you going to work for me? And then when you work for me, I'm going to have you serve others and your grades aren't going to be that good. And you're not going to be this big career guy, but you're going to be really, really happy and you're going to have a meaningful life and you're going to have a lot of tests and spiritual tests. So I've endeavored to put God first, to put others first. And I've noticed that everything in life is set up to make you selfish. Everything in life is, oh, you got to stay up all night studying. You don't have time to take care of your little brother, sister. You don't have time to reach out to somebody who's suicidal. Everything in life is about making you introverted and selfish. And that was before the internet was really a big thing. And so rejecting that 
every time something kind of worked out and it was like, okay, green light, pass the test, next thing. And it was like, okay, now I'm in Japan alone, not surrounded by my huge family, the Basham family, which helps to administer the Derek Prince Ministries. Just a giant, giant juggernaut family of love and its own, you know, challenges. Uh, being away from that, God began to show me that he could put me in a position where there's an opportunity to be a disciple and work with other disciples and do street witnessing and basically drop out of everything. So, but that wasn't before showing me that, Hey, you could also try this. And being in the Jesuit school, the Sophia university, I found my grandfather's book, deliver us from evil, all marked up by some exorcist, some priest in the library, in the dormitory where I was sleeping for a year. So that was weird. And I didn't know much about the Catholics or the Jesuits or anything like that. But I met some good ones, met some bad ones. I've told the story a few times. But essentially, God just took me completely out of there and then had me within a year on the streets of Miami with a bunch of other crazy hippie Christians running up and down the streets, winning souls at stoplights and yelling at each other like, how many souls did you win? Oh, I got 62. Oh, yeah, I got 89, bro. Ooh. Like, you know, Legolas and Gimli in the battle and Twin Towers or whatever. It was so fun. It was hard discipline, you know, getting up early and having chores. And But I was in the Children of God for a period of time. And, you know, you learn how to just do it. Like, I didn't get training in Spanish, but we're in Miami. Uh, hey, do you want to... Um, with me, con me, uh, pray. Yes, okay, and then, uh, okay, uh, Senor Jesus, repeat after with me. Uh, Senor Jesus, Senor Jesus, enter on mi corazón, enter on mi corazón. Uh, oh no, uh, almost green light, almost green light, quick, quick, quick. Uh, perdóname por todos mis pescados. Perdóname por todos mis pescados. Okay, amen. Okay, bye bye. See you in heaven. Okay, bye. You know, all those Latin Catholics, they always prayed in Miami. It was so amazing to be 21 years old. And of course, I would always get it wrong and lead people in the sinner's prayer in Spanish and have them pray to get forgiveness for all their fish. Um, but then they would politely chuckle and correct me. Oh, it's pecados. Oh, pecados. Thank you. Oh, gracias. So I found out that you don't need to go to school and learn Spanish to be a missionary. You can learn John 3.16 in Chinese and be a missionary to China or in English and be a missionary anywhere. Let your light shine before men that they may glorify God who's in heaven. Seeing your works. Don't hide your light under a bushel. And uh, being back in America now, after being in Asia for 20 years off and on, I've noticed that the tendency here is just to bury yourself in work, bury yourself in the selfish studies and even selfish family things. Oh, it's weekend. I got to spend time with my kids, take them to the park. And by all means, don't neglect your family. But my point is that to serve God, first of all, you have to have a place in the secret place, the most high. And that's where the last starfighter kind of spirit wars visions start to happen. And that's where you start to realize like you're in a battle, not just externally, not just to pray for peace in Jerusalem and against the Russia bombing, whatever, Poland. Now we have some crazy info coming out of Belarus. But the inner turmoil battle, I'm going to switch gears really quick to uh, the Pope's exorcist, 
there's this relatively new movie that my dad and I watched last night. My wife made it through the first half and then went to bed, but it was pretty intense movie, pretty uh, exorcisty. So, you know, demonic, obviously, but very true to scripture, very close to essentially what real exorcism is like getting deliverance. I myself got deliverance before at least once or twice in my high school time. I think deliverance is a normal daily breakfast for the Christian to get clear of all demonic interfaces. Well, one thing I noticed with this movie that Russell Crowe stars in is that they really updated the demonic thing to, and again, to start throwing conspiracy theories into this, just bear with me for a minute, but there is a reptilian element to the demonic and it's not just one scene. It's a lot of scenes. So in the devil's exorcist, as he's praying for people, and he's a great actor, it's, it's, he's really convincing as an Italian exorcist and very funny. Um, in the midst of all this horror, you know, he's cracking jokes, and it's, it's a great movie. Uh, you see these people that are demonically possessed manifest a reptilian eye slit thing going on. And where do we hear that happening? Well, last episode, we discussed a little bit about the reptilians, about the so-called shapeshifters. I'd like to kind of bring a new theory to the table today, if you will, a little epiphany about what that all is. But just to sum up, like this movie had black goo. It had the concept of like a deceitful kind of like artificial intelligence chat GPT type of thing where it just, it's like wickedly intelligent, like wickedly uh, deceitful. And Black goo is a, is a factor that we've been um, seeing a lot with the kind of ministry to the super soldier people that we've been doing recently. You'll notice on uh, Spirit Force, I've had Holly Baglio and others. Uh, we're reaching out to even some of the New Agers on that via that platform to bring them to, to know the Lord. So <laughs> I don't agree with everybody's doctrines or where they're at. And obviously, uh, I do believe in freedom of speech. But... Um, with a nod and a tip of the hat towards Russ Dizdar and his work, Holly was baptized by Russ. You know, we're, um, we're reaching out to these guys. So just to sum up with this, this, uh, the, the shape-shifting aspect, jumping from the, the exorcist movie, the Pope's exorcist. And one last thing, an interesting thing with the movie is that they show, and I've never seen a movie do this. They really get into the difference between what is good in the Catholic church and what is obviously not so good, and they specifically mention the Inquisition being a demonic thing, this ancient demon hell king possessed a priest and started the Inquisition, which was where they were just butchering people and torturing people and just absolutely demonic. And then it's like trying to start another Inquisition to like murder true Christians and just literally torture people for being a heretic. It's, it's literally showing that the, the Vatican has things hidden under churches that are gateways to hell. You name it. It's talking about the stuff that you hear via fringe Christian networks like our fringe radio network.com. Just that whole concept and the Vatican archives. And I mean, they went to town with this movie. So I was surprised, uh, still a little bit jazzed, still a little bit shaken. Obviously the devil is not polite. My grandfather used to talk about 
You know, the devil is demonic. He is not a gentleman. When you start fighting in the spirit, you better be ready. You better be prayed up. And it starts out with, uh, you know, the apprentice of the exorcist. He ain't so good at fighting demons. He's getting his butt kicked. It's telling him all the, you know, lustful things that, that he's done. And, and, and just, it's like uncovering the sins of these exorcists. And he doesn't know how to focus and pray, which is why we have to be grounded in scripture continuously. God's mercies are renewed every day. But if you just ride off of your miracles from yesterday, you think that's going to be enough for today. Well, you're going to be, you're going to find that, you know, you might make it for a little while, but then you're going to be running on steam, running on fumes, and you're going to burn out. So this movie was a very uh, good portrayal of that. Um, just to mention, I'm not a huge reptilian conspiracy, alien underground thing. I mean, the, the child trafficking is happening in your neighborhood. It's, parents pimping their kids to this stuff. It's not necessarily some QAnon underground base where the kids are in cages. We're, we're getting there though. You're going to see that. But right now, you know, we need to focus on what is documented, what is real, what is proven so that it's not just a bunch of hearsay. And then you put your foot in your mouth. Um, the reptilian idea of like, there's these inhuman demonic entities among us is becoming popularized. And I was driving home the other night, late at night, and I like to do my late night ramble sometimes, as you can see. Got a lot of data to try to pour out as fast as I possibly can. I just, it suddenly hit me, like, what we actually know and what is actually proven regarding both AI, chat, GPT, the rise of this new demonic internet interface, whatever you want to call it, that's just growing exponentially every day. It's just doubling its intellect and knowledge and abilities through us. We're feeding it. And the reptilian thing and the fact that there's movies out there, there's a new Marvel show called Secret Invasion with Samuel L. Jackson. And, uh, I mean, it's a chore to watch the Marvel series now because it's all programming. I mean, it's not even really fun to watch those anymore. But I just force myself to kind of wade, trudge through. And it's all about shapeshifters. It's all about the reptilian aliens that are living among us and just these green goblin looking things that can change their shape to look human. And we mentioned some testimonies. People claim that they're seeing these things, not just the lady on the airplane, but um, even with, uh, with witches hunting down Christians in public. Like you need to be in the spirit of the Lord, praying in tongues, focused on God's kingdom rather than the world and the worldly faith. It's not, oh, I'm a bishop or I'm a priest. I can handle this. You have to be a, a Christian before God first and foremost. Your identity is with him. You are hid in Christ. He is your covering. He is more than just your Lord. He's hopefully your, your love, your true love, your true desire. Just read the old hymns, read some Bach um, chorales, Jesus, your delight, your true desire, this, this intimacy. See, Lucifer is trying to cause people, he's taking them down this slippery slope with AI. And the new economy is intimacy. Again, he's trying to make people fall in love with him. But first, he's going to make you fall in love with the movie with the AI helper, Scarlett Johansson, her. You're going to be talking to the AI all day, but then that's going to lead you into a worship of the abomination of desolation. 
And how do you fight that? The only way is going to be through the Holy Spirit and an intimate walk with God. Now, how does there exist this extraterrestrial or non-human, they're among us already, they're already here thing? Do I believe in close encounters of the third kind and alien abductions? Yes. And there's UFOs? Yes. But for them to just suddenly be among us and just be walking around and like, hey, I'm a reptoid, I think that's jumping the shark a little bit, jumping the gun. We have actual data that they're rolling out, releasing, that three men can mix their DNA and put the seed into an egg and then have a woman, you know, surrogate give birth to basically something that isn't even really human. And I'm sorry, my rooster is a little bit annoying back then. The um, three men and a baby, wasn't that a comedy from the 80s with Ted Danson and guys? Like, three men and a baby used to be a cute idea. Now it's like three men mixing their seed to make a monster. Like, three men had a baby. Like, ew. This, guys, is changing the essence of what it means to be human. A person does not come from three men. This person is not going to have normal genetics, normal human. It's going to be a, basically it's an alien. If you want to be really straight. And that's not even the only thing. There's going to be human animal hybrids. There's going to be, you know, reptile people that figure out a way to mix those genes together. They're already doing this, but they're getting ready with the trans agenda to introduce basically transhumanism, not just put your cyborg body out there and, you know, upload your consciousness to the internet. I'm talking about actual flesh and blood, not human, basically just corrupting humanity to the point where God is going to have to destroy everything again or come back or else no flesh is going to be saved. So it just, it hit me that this artificial intelligence thing, which is causing people to just doubt their very eyes, you know, next year, Apple vision pro with, Tim Cook, who wants to remind you how gay he is when he's introducing the Vision Pro. Sounds exactly like Mr. Garrison from South Park. You're going to have basically, you name it, you imagine it, it's going to be out there. And on top of that, the artificial intelligence is going to make it so that there is, there is going to be an evaporation of faith on the earth. The world is going to be so bizarre with new unseen things all around you and, and fake and not real things. I mean, imagine wearing the set on your head that can show you all the infrared light and different spectrums of light that don't appear to the natural human eye. Well, likewise, the Bible talks about the spiritual man, that a spiritual man can discern all things. And if you are walking in the Holy Spirit, imagine by faith, when the time has come, when it's necessary to be able to see that you can see and, and judge angels and deal with demons and get, I mean, don't you ever go into a store? I've been hanging out with my sisters a lot recently and um, we'll go into like a little consignment shop and you'll feel this weird spirit. Like there's, there's, it's not just the moldy, musty goodwill smell. It's like there's this yuckiness and the people in there are, are not good or they don't feel right. And you look in the wall and there's like a Buddha statue and you're thinking, wow, that's weird for Bible belt. Have that go in the, in the furniture room, sit down on the couch. The music is like blasphemous 
nasty music that's just just making fun of the gospel. And you're like, what is this place? And then hopefully you'll you'll be smart enough to speak in tongues and, and pray a little bit and just start taking command. Jesus said, occupy until I come. That's a military term. Occupy means you're taking that ground. Just like Putin is moving all them Wagner guys into Belarus. So just to sum up that point, I mean, the AI plus the reptoids plus, plus the shapeshifters, all that's going to kind of come together in a way that it's the slow boil. It's not the sudden invasion. It's the secret invasion. And they've been here for a long time. And they're putting it all out there in Hollywood. And we're about to see stuff that just, it's, it's so weird already. Like the AI is already so beyond what any of us can really understand. The actual AI they have is so much more advanced than what we're actually being given. Um, and I'm not trying to instill fear or say you can't use it for anything. I've had a little bit of fun here and there with it. But um, we have to be spiritually aware. We have to be sensitive to the spirit and understand that we're in a battle. It doesn't matter if you live in a beautiful mountain or a crazy neon sky Blade Runner, Taipei, Taiwan, or Tokyo, whatever. You are a soldier and you're taking ground. And it says in the Psalms, the Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. So God is the one who's, who's going to preserve us. And you can, you can still have a family and drop out. You can still have a job. You can still go to school and drop out spiritually. You are joining the spirit force. We need soldiers. The portion of your inheritance is the Lord. Did Jesus have a place to lay his head every night? He said, you know, if you're going to follow me, this is not about comfort in this life. This is like a journey till you might be a martyr or till I take you home some other way. But this is not our home. And it's a challenge. I know when you get older, you're like, this isn't exactly as easy when I was 21 and I could just leave everything and I didn't have kids. Um, God will make a way so that you will be able to drop out and to serve God and to, it's bizarre. I don't know how to explain this, but as long as you set the Lord always before you and you know, he's at your right hand, it says in the Bible that you will not be moved. You got to read these Psalms guys. Well, let's uh, just briefly jump into what's going on with Russia. And uh, I think we have about half an hour left here. So, uh, we can fit a lot of data bombs in half an hour. Hallelujah. I've got some interesting news going on. As we talked about um, Pliskin the other day, he is Mr. You know, I tried to take over Russia, but, oh, well, we we decided not to. And now extradited to, uh, he's, he's like Napoleon, just living in uh, Belarus which is like where they just moved all the nukes. And uh, that's like just a few hundred miles north of Kiev. <laughs> so I'm sure there's nothing going on with that, guys. So just, you know, go back to your video games. Well, the Belarusian troops are, oh, they're receiving Wagner training now. Oh, because they have a lot of fighting experience from being on the front lines since day one. The Wagner troop is obviously the Wagner um, paramilitary company is uh, the PMC of that Putin's been using that um, Prigojin 
the guy that was going to do the whole coup and everything that had to be fake. Suddenly he gets to just get this little, you know, skip shoots and ladders thing all the way up to the place where they really should be. If you're going to beat the, the Ukrainians. So they're now there and it's just being confirmed today that, yeah, well, yeah, they're, uh, they're training the, the Belarusian army. So I'm sure they're just sitting there, you know, playing video games and cards and, you know, that's all they're doing. No, it's it's not. Putin met the Wagner chief after the mutiny. It's not like they, they didn't trust each other. And uh, this guy is like this very eccentric billionaire, kind of a Russian Trump type of person, but much more gruff. Not so happy. Not so much joke. Unless many shots of vodka, then maybe some joke. So just look at look at the way that the chess pieces are moving. Look at the way that the Russians are occupying till the the right moment. And think of it spiritually, like we're meant to take ground. We are fighting against a satanic force. We're dealing with, I go to the library and I hopefully uh, live in a town where there isn't too much witchcraft, although there is quite a bit. And, you know, I mean, the Santa parade, there was no Santa, there was no Jesus in the Christmas parade. <laughs> you know, there's a bunch of Grinches, way too many Santa Clauses and demonic Grinches running around. It was like a Halloween parade. So maybe this place is uh, very demonic, but we've been able to secure some space, some ground here. I've got a lot of really strong Christian warriors that I get to work with and, and occasionally meet and pray with and have fellowship. And we're, we're kind of accountable for each other. That idea of being under authority and having somebody that you're accountable to that causes you to not drift off into sin as easily if you're just on your own is something that God is, is giving us. So here I am in a library downtown with the kids, again, just hanging out with the sisters. And there is a book that's like new releases at the kids section at the library. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And I take a deep breath and I open this book that's like diversity for you and me. And sure enough, you look through it and they start slipping in. The more you go through this kid's big, you know, illustrated child book, it's like, oh, this boy has two moms. Oh, this girl has two dads. Okay, great. And then you get to the back of it and it's like, well, you can love anybody you want and love is love. And just, and it's just, this spirit is snaking its way in to the places where, you know, exhausted parents are taking their kids and just not paying attention transformers the new nickelodeon series there is literally a trans transformer wow that was hard to imagine that they'd take that over i i found a dvd at my sister's house i'm like look have you guys did you guys actually watch this because one of these transformers is identifying with these pronouns and meeting with a little kid on the rooftop in a kind of a creepo pedo scene you can go watch the clip i don't want to ruin it for you i'm sure you guys are all into that no it's just, this is everywhere. It's like, ugh. And so we've got to go on the offense. And how do you do that? Prayer, obviously. Stay awake. Don't get, I mean, even coming on this show, it's just like, yes, this is what's happening. As much as I love all the things that God is doing and Derek Prince Ministries and how the Basham family is still very active and running, um, I've got to get away. I've got to step into the Batcave. And, and get into like, okay, what's God showing us in the spirit? What about dreams? What about visions? What about these spiritual 
activities that he has us on. I mean, sometimes I'm not in the spirit enough, but I'll have a friend call me and he's like, look, I just had a dream with you and we were doing deliverance on somebody. It's like, okay, great, cool. I mean, I hope I was there. You know, it's like, we are, we are here to be like Aaron and Moses in the battle. Aaron held up Moses's arm with the staff when he was getting tired and the, the Israelites, you know, they were getting the upper hand to literally get the upper hand. So that might be where that comes from. We have to switch those roles sometimes for each other. Like where I might, you know, help somebody get into the podcasting spectrum, like Daniel Lovett. And then the next year when I've got all this legal stuff dealing with severe demonic, demonic attack, Daniel Lovett goes out and he grabs these big guests like Randy Taylor and um, William P. Young and Howard Storm and these huge guests and he brings them on the show and I'm just the co-host with him, but basically he uplifted my arm when it was weary. The same thing right now with Strange O'Clock podcast. Uh, Gerilyn's done this incredible job getting, we, we had Derek Gilbert and all these Michael Heiser people and stay tuned for Strange O'Clock podcasts. Those are the interviews, the really professionally done um, edits on Rumble and uh, we have the domain there. It's a bare bones website, but strangeoclock.com. It's uh, it's amazing to see how God places you with different people who step in and they have the time, they have the energy. They, they just want to have somebody alongside them in the journey. And I found even with ministry, like instead of like, I've got the whole thing all figured out and uh, bashamministries.com with Basham starring Basham. And here's your host, Basham. And people think Basham is like literally like a, you know, bashing people report or something. It's not. It's just that's my name. Okay. Um, no, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. Don Basham, Derek Prince, Russ Dizdar, they have all these teachings out there. We're working on securing uh, Russ's book. Anyway, there's so much that's already been done that we don't need to reinvent the wheel. I don't need to go out there and start a giant mission thing. There's already a network of missions out there of people doing, doing the hard work that could probably use a helper. If you want to go to, for instance, South Korea, I just posted to my, my personal website, facebooks.com. The telegram there should have um, a documentary about the North Korean missionary uh, operation to get North Koreans out of North Korea. And they have to go through the border of China. Then they have to go down into like Cambodia area and all these other Southern. It's a, it's a basically a human train. It's good human trafficking. It's, it's the underground railroad to get these North Koreans out of there and to South Korea. And in just a riveting documentary, I watched the whole thing and just felt this longing, like, Oh man, to be a part of something like that again, like to go to those, those sensitive countries. Because God literally took me and put me in um, a sensitive missionary operation in the north of China, and it just opened my eyes. It was hard, but you know, you you see, like this is real. Like these people have never even heard about the gospel, and they're just trying to get somewhere where they can like physically live, you know. And that's a legit thing. And uh, I forget his name now, but again, it's on it's on the Telegram Spirit Force Telegram, um, Facebook.com. If you don't want to download the app, it's on there, but. This is it, man. I mean, this is the operation. Like, why should I start a big underground railroad operation for North Koreans? Or if that was my heart, like, go find somebody that's already doing it and go work with them 
and go help them because they're already doing that. They're already working, bringing people out of those situations. We just have to like somehow connect the dots a little bit more. And the same with Derek Prince Ministries. They've got operations all around this country. And to say, oh, I've got to now go and start a new work in Taipei, Taiwan, or something like that. No, go find their Prince Ministries there and then work with them. Or find a way to connect up, um, you know, churches that need materials with their Prince Ministries gives away materials. That's their whole purpose. They're a publication uh, arm. They don't usually do ministry directly. But, you know, that's the thing. It's like, do I need to start a giant radio network? Or, oh, no, I can go work with fringeradionetwork.com and omegamanradio.com. I can get people to go on his show instead of trying to gobble up all the guests myself. And, and um, I need to get um, Omega Man in touch with um, the head of Derek Prince Ministries. I keep forgetting, but they just came back from a big mission uh, fundraiser thing in Oklahoma. So everybody's busy, but we're, we're going to, we're bringing the dots together. And then late at night, you can settle down and just think about the word of God, the end time timeline, where we're at in that. And then look at those different aspects. Like you're like Batman in the underground bat cave, looking at like dozens and dozens of screens and monitors. And you've got your Batmobile parked over there and the bat wing over there. And you've got your bat suits all in a row. And, you know, Alfred brings you some tea and some little biscuits and cheese. Is there anything else you need tonight, Wayne? Master Wayne? Okay. Don't forget your appointment tomorrow at nine o'clock. You're going to be out late tonight, you know? And then you're just like, yeah, okay, I got that. And then, you know, the door shuts and you're just staring at it, trying to piece together all these different data points. All right, what's it mean? Okay. Reptoids, all right. Three men and a baby. Artificial intelligence. Okay, dear Jesus, help me. You know, I mean, that's where you go into the secret place of the Most High. God will, as you're kind of like mulling over things and brooding in that back cave with God, it's fun, guys. Spirit is fun earth you will have trouble in in his kingdom in his presence is fullness of joy i mean you got to learn how to go in there and really go in as neville johnson used to say to stay in there and keep staying in how to get the best thing it's the best thing to be in the presence of god and um and Ern baxter uh mentioned to be just so full of joy and just in the spirit of praise and gratitude and, and the demons just, they have to flee. Uh, there was a great quote in the movie, the exorcist uh, Pope's exorcist where Russell Crowe says, you know, the devil doesn't understand long suffering. He doesn't have those, uh, those, those gifts of patience and understanding what suffering even is. If you keep resisting him and fighting him and praying and, you know, you see the devil like twisting and turning when they're just reading scripture and, and just taking authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I mean, some of the prayers in that movie are so good. I mean, it's like pure scripture. My dad and I are like, yeah, we're watching this. And it's like, this is the real thing. Um, if you continue to resist the devil, he will flee from you. He doesn't like it. He don't, he don't heal. You know, you got to make him bleed. And he don't like it when in, even in the midst of a, of a battle with depressing despair, energy and negativity and fear and panic, when you calmly just resist and praise God and just even tell a joke, 
And Russell Crowe says that the devil, uh, he hates jokes. He does not like, he cannot stand being, being mocked. I don't know how true that part is, but I've definitely uh, noticed a glimmer in the eye of real spiritual warriors that they know how to get through stuff. And they're just like, there's a little bit of a grin in their face when they're, when they're going through it. So hallelujah. I want to just take this time since we're talking about warfare so much, if you guys would just be in agreement with me to pray for a few people, just going to shoot out some names real quick here. Got a lady named heaven who has been uh, in an abusive situation um, with her partner, I guess being abusive. So just pray for heaven. Have a situation with uh, Leon single mom situation. Uh, He had a concussion or could have had a concussion fell and hit his head pretty hard. He's, a little bit autistic. Just pray for healing for Leon. And also, uh, Leon's grandma, uh, Bonnie, had a slipped disc and basically can't stand up from the couch. This is all one family and one uh, connection of people that, you know, if you would just remember them in your prayers and really pray for these people and really pray for the people that you meet. When you say, hey, I'll pray for you, pray for them. Like, don't just say that. And I'd like to ask also for prayer for um, a friend that's coming through the religious Christian tradition and being burned by religion has gone full throttle into the super soldier thing. And his name is James Rink. And um, I'm going to be trying to help him start a podcast. This is an act of love, but of course I don't agree with everything that they say. And these guys are on the spectrum of new age, but their stories are starting to come out to be, kind of confirmed um, off-planet reptoid things and time travel and black goo and artificial intelligence and all the crazy stuff James Casbolt and uh, Max Spears talked about before Max Spears died in 2016. It was front page news and he died apparently with like black goo coming up. And it was just a really sad story, but just, just I could use a little prayer cover in this operation because we're, we're reaching out, we're reaching out to those so-called super soldiers and we're going to hopefully bring a lot of those people into the kingdom. And I know that this audience is, is power packed. So, I mean, even if you don't have time to listen to my daily reports or hear Holly's uh, transmissions, I would recommend listening to that last interview that she put up because it's pretty interesting on the spirit force, but we're going to, we're going in there to try to take the precious from the vial that's in the Bible. And it's about, you know, don't, don't just be like, ew, you sinner, ew. You know, you had surgery to look like the opposite gender and you're a monster now. No, you love on those people. Like that's prepare for another guy, Jeffrey McCall, that's, uh, that literally did that. Went and got the surgery and is battling homelessness right now. So we're going to lift him up. So thank you so much, guys. I appreciate your, appreciate your uh, lending your battle axe into this fight. So, again, the Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lions are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. See, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs to AI, even church jobs. Oh, they have a robot pastor now. You know, I guess you're not really needed no more for God. God seems to love AI more than me. No, that's only because you look at your your wealth and the physical. I know a lot of people that are they're Christian, 
but they just can't wrap their minds around the concept of living by faith. And like their, their idea is I got to get the money. <laughs> you know, I got kids okay, and I'm looking at the news and I'm like, uh, you do realize like digital currency, like, uh, like your money is like not going to be the way that you live for long. They're ruining my job. They ruined my job. I was like, did you really love your job that much? Like, is this your identity? Are you your job? Well, like, but I studied so hard. I was, at the, was working, you know, getting my license every night at night school. Because I've heard you can make over like 150K a year. Professional smoggle bonger. You know, those are really good positions. Like, really? Is that you're a professional smoggle bonger? I mean, great, but I mean, don't you know that you're a living slice of of one of the one of the neurons of God that's becoming a son of glory? You have the opportunity to become a child of light and to rule and reign with God to an extent that even the Mormons would be ashamed because they believe they all get their own planet. I mean, that's pretty big. That's a pretty big uh, promise right there. But I believe we're going to be ruling and reigning with God on a level that's even above just having your own planet, but that could be in the mix too. I don't know. This is this thing called the Bible and theology and good doctrine and salvation and the gospel and these testimonies and these histories. It's something that's going to become a thing that we still can't quite picture. We see glass darkly. We're battling through day by day. We see these signs of the end times. We see the timeline of where we're at. You know, the Antichrist showing up. Beyond that, the millennial reign of Jesus. But we still don't really know what we're going to be. And people try to use different parallels. Like, well, it's like, you know, it's like a bride at the wedding. Or, oh, you know, it's kind of like the shining stars in the sky. It's like you get these little glimpses, but you have to live by faith. And if you don't have the word of God, you're not going to survive a spirit battle with like Asmodeus or, you know, Leviathan or any of these guys. You have to have a grounding in the word of God, a foundational grounding. And then you'll have the ability to face these bigger juggernauts. Um, otherwise, you'll get your arm chopped off by Darth Vader in, in the very first, you know, Je Jedi lightsaber battle, to use that analogy. If you don't have the grounding, you're not going to be much use on any of these spirit trips, spirit wars. And I'm not an expert at that. I'm the recruiter. And there's a lot of people, voices, you name it, sounding the alarm that the vaccines are killing people. It's nice that we can just say that. It's not on YouTube. Thank you, Omega Man, for not staying on those platforms all the time. It's like getting a lot easier to just be like, go to OmegaManRadio.com. That's where you listen. Um, I think we're, we're seeing a lot of voices describing the horrors. My dad told me recently, like, doctors are just not doing autopsies anymore. They're just refusing to do them unless you have the money to pay for it. Insurance is not going to pay for it. Because obviously, you're going to find out why so-and-so died. And they don't want that. Because we know why people are dying. And I, I know it's, it's a weariness to just talk about that all the time. Um, my desire is not just to talk about that all the time. So, I mean, I'm interested to hear some of the crazier out there stories because the Bible is full of crazy out there stories. So we should be, we should be ready to embrace that. Um, but you guys, we're already in this. Like if you're still worried about how to pay the rent and that's it, uh, you're not 
nearly awake enough. You might be a little bit of, a, of an awakened Christian, but where we're going, we're going to have to live 100% by faith. A little voice telling you, go left, go right, go here, now stop, now do this, now do that. There isn't a cookie cutter way that God leads his people. But if you would actually sit down and read the Bible and listen to good sermons, listen to Don Basham's sermons, I've got them on my website, and listen to, you know, Derek Prince Ministries and Liz Walker and Ern Baxter, Neville Johnson, take time to listen to the stories in the Bible and get that, get the Bible cookie cutter, which is like impossible to predict. It's like, all I can do is just know that God is unpredictable and he's literally unbound by even what we think he can and cannot do. And as long as you recognize that, you're going to be fine. You're going to make it. If you don't recognize that, you're going to be demon food. And they like to eat the Christians with curry and very spicy food, and they don't wash their hands. It's very disgusting. The demons are very hungry. Notice the backlash with Sound of Freedom. And notice the, the starving Moloch underlings. This is a real economy of not just adrenochrome or something like that, but just the idea of torturing children, destroying their lives, destroying their innocence. And um, I, I'm not going to lie. I just like broke down recently, just even mulling over the fact that it's not just to destroy their innocence and, and extract fear that they do this to children. They also want to separate the child from God. And while they're raping children, they're making the child feel like it's their fault. So they don't even get the dignity of, hey, I was victimized and, and, and I'm a survivor. No, they want to crush that little spirit into a hellhole where they believe they're damned and whatever happened to them was because they deserved it somehow. I mean, how twisted is that? Well, we're about to, to see the whole thing unveiled, all the secret things all the garbage that we've known has been going on for a long time, but the underground paganism and the, the, the networks of human trafficking, they're all coming out because the, the energy source is being depleted. Their shields are down. Their cloaking device is turning off. I mean, there might actually be reptoids walking among us. If, if there are, they're trying to ease us into the idea that there are non-human people and that they've been, a new thing. Oh, yeah, just it's three men and a baby. Three men can have a baby. Uh, no, they want you to think, oh, it's just technology, and, but maybe they have been around. I don't know. There isn't really enough proof of that. Um, you know, see the super soldier testimonies for more information. You know, I don't know. I can't verify. But all I know is that there is an ancient spiritual war with this fallen serpent, this ancient serpent, the fallen dragon that's being cast down. I think both figuratively and that could be a physical thing too. And you see this Vulcan ship, like in Star Trek, just lose its cloaking power. And it's just hovering over a boat in, uh, in the ocean. You're seeing basically like this alien thing just appear out of nowhere. Well, they've lost their ability through child sacrifice to stay hidden anymore. And they also know that their time is almost up they know that the king is returning soon. And so Satan is freaked out. He's, he's going to run around. He's going to do a lot of mistakes. You're seeing even the, the globalists themselves like, why are we doing this? 
our kids are going to die too. Why are we doing this? And it's like, you have to keep going. Go. I have lost. And you know, you see these, these guys and they're like looking around nervously. Like they, they're forced to be there. They're just, there's no going back for them. So you're going to see all this stuff come out and it's going to be crazy. It's going to be biblical. And again, like we don't really know what we're going to look like yet. But if you look at the gospels, if you really look at the details in the Bible and you just don't even worry about understanding at all, because there's so much in the Bible that there's, there's no way you could ever understand. But Michael Heiser likes to take out those, um, those weird details. And he's like, if it's in the Bible and it's weird, it's probably important, you know, bless his soul. But um, right in the heart of your Bible is, is the book of Psalms, the book of Song of Solomon. And these prayers that we, I mean, people are like, can you pray a prayer, you know, for the enemy to get destroyed? And you're like, uh, are you kidding? Psalm 1847, it is God that avenges me and subdueth the people under me. He delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou liftest me above those that rise up against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. And then he'll basically let you pray things that are like, you know, crush their skulls, Lord. <laughs> but he has so much deliverance for us to his anointed. And if you would come under that covering of Jesus Christ, son of David, you know, the son of the, the one that will sit on that king on that throne and that kingdom and be a part of that kingdom for the millennial reign, you will rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. And, and the bigger picture outside of that is that this is just a sandbox of training beyond that. The stars are not the limit, but what we, what we think is that there is going to be interstellar travel and space colonization of normal humans, you know, even just the normal, regular humans that live to be about a thousand years and that the, the sons and daughters of God will basically help to shepherd that into space so that you're going to see basically like all of our sci-fi dreams come true, except without the stain of sin and without death being a, a big major thing, especially for the people of God. And that earth is this sort of um, this capital planet with this giant new Jerusalem on the top of it that landed down on it. And that, that capital planet will be like to go and to seed the stars, to terraform planets, to harness the energy of stars, like to go interstellar takes a lot of energy. And we think that the reason some of these stars are disappearing is not just that they're being blown up or whatever, but that there could be a harvesting of the energy of a star. Let's say one that doesn't have planets and isn't supporting any life. You just go and just go to the gas station, go literally to the gas station. It's just a bunch of burning gas, harvest the star energy, start going interplanetary and start terraforming. Why is the moon so big and perfectly placed? It's obviously artificial. And this is not, you know, evolutionary to say so. The moon is impossible and no other planet has a moon that size in comparison with it. It's impossible to have a moon of that uh, magnitude. And there's a movie called Moonfall, that kind of interesting um, perspective on how like the moon is trucked in and then that the moon being there is, is how the earth was terraformed. So, I mean, if that's what God did to create life on the earth, 
I don't have a problem with that. And I think we're going to be, we're going to be doing that as well, but we're going to have to learn love, patience, peace, kindness. I mean, to do this kind of stuff. I mean, imagine the patience of God that he would put up with us with all the sin and all the garbage and all the things that he's in, and even torturing him at the cross. Imagine that. So, uh, I know we just have a minute left here and, um, but I want to leave you guys with a quote here. It's from GK Chesterton about Napoleon because there's a new Napoleon movie coming out with Walking Phoenix and it's kind of goofy because he doesn't even try to have a French accent. It's like if, if Napoleon just had a New York accent, accent, you know, why not? It's so funny. It's so lazy. But apparently Napoleon would fall into a fit of apparent boredom at the opera. He was like, why am I watching this? It's so I'm Napoleon. I am doing so many important things. And this is why I have this outrageous accent. Afterwards, he would confess at the opera that he was kind of bored. He was distracted. And that he was uh, thinking how, how he could get three army corps at Frankfurt to combine with two army corps in Cologne. And likewise, a great saint like Thomas Aquinas, if he were to kind of daydream and they would be the dreams of the day, the dreams of the day of battle. If Aquinas were to be talking to himself, it would be because he was arguing with somebody else, a spiritual argument. We can put it another way by saying that his daydreams, like the dreams of a dog, were dreams of hunting, of pursuing the error as well as pursuing the truth, of following all the twists and turns of evasive falsehood and tracking it at last to its lair in hell. So, guys, we are casting down imaginations, every high thing that opposes itself against the gospel and the knowledge of God. And that's our job. And, um, you know, look back to the great men of old, those strategicians and those those warriors of the faith and think, okay, now it's my turn. Now I got to get out there and fight these lies and these falsehoods. And this this war ahead of us is just getting warmed up. Please, guys, want a marathon. There could be limited nuclear exchange. There's going to be more financial collapse. There's going to be, you know, food shutdown shortages, all of that. Our economy is going to be purely based off of faith, not of anything else. So listen to OmegaManRadio.com, all the shows, share the shows, the ones that speak to you, text them to people, call people up and be like, you need to listen to this episode. Or if you go to FringeRadioNetwork.com, listen to some of our stuff there. There's some really important information coming up every day. And on my show, Spirit Force, uh, facebucks.com, and uh, you can support us via PayPal as well, um, spiritforce01 at gmail.com. Thank you, those of you who have donated. I will get to all of you one day, and thank you personally. Um, I'm just, I'm running around like a headless chicken, just trying to, trying to like play whack-a-mole here. And, uh, um, and we're missing a lot of, we're dropping a lot of balls, but we're, we're hitting a lot of home runs at the same time. But one of them is to be able to talk to Omega Man and you, you awesome, beautiful people, incredible audience. And I hope I didn't lose you guys. <laughs> yeah, great, great. Broadcast. And we've been talking to ourselves this whole time. No, just kidding. Great broadcast, Michael. Um, I really do enjoy every program we have with you. Um, you're doing a great job, folks. Again, get over to uh, faithbucks.com. You can check out the Strange O'Clock broadcast, Spirit Wars, Michael's. 
hitting some home runs for Jesus. That is for sure. And you're going to enjoy those shows. Support his ministry. Michael, you want to close us in prayer? Sir, yes, sir. And uh, you're like, yeah, you're hitting some home runs. I just see, like, Babe Ruth, like, getting hit by baseballs. <laughs> like, ten pitchers throwing baseballs at him. So, like, bruised and beaten and looking like a ridiculous clown. But thanks to, you know, the people that are listeners and people that, that carry this. And, Lord, we just thank you for this amazing army that is being raised, that is uh, listening to this program and others that we are able to just be one unit, to be one body, and that the city is jointly fit together with these stones, these living stones, and that you are the chief cornerstone, Lord, that you're the one holding this whole thing up. We don't even have to worry, Lord. Sometimes we can just take naps, sleep in, and you know, enjoy a, a fun movie with the family or friends. But Lord, we lift up all of those who are in turmoil and suffering, who have sickness, even in the family or a friend, um, marital problems, children going crazy, whatever. Lord, we just lift up everybody listening that they would feel a sense of strength and of courage and to take on the armor of God day by day to step into the grace today to make it through, not just to survive through, but to overcome and to occupy until you come. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. And we take a big old swag of hallelujah today. And thank you, Omega Man, uh, for just your continued work, your professional, absolutely impeccable uh, uh, platform, and for bringing people on this to just boost the kingdom, brother. Thank you so much. Great honor. My friend, the honor is ours to be with you today. God bless you, Michael, and your family. And uh, we love you, brother. We'll see you next time. God bless. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, bless you too. Bye-bye. That was Michael Basham. Folks, do you enjoy these programs of Michael? I sure do. Every Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, Michael Basham Hour. We'll put this up in the archives here in a bit. Now, um, I'm uploading every day. So uh, you're going to get shows faster than ever before. And I want to encourage you out there to share these shows with a friend. We need to get the word out uh, about our new broadcast uh, here at uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, new time. We were running evenings uh, you know, for over 12 years. And then um, I want to try something new. And we, we're doing something really new. We're doing daytimes now. And it, it's really working out pretty good. I'm getting acclimated to the schedule. Of course, uh, I'm plus 12 hours ahead of East Coast time. So I start here at 10 p.m. and go till about 1 a.m. Or later if we need to. And then um, another hour and a half or so. And I usually have the uh, programs cut. Then I go to bed. But... We've got um, new show times, and of course, we've got uh, new archives, Podbean. And don't forget, we have two podcasts. We've got the main channel. This is uh, season 13 that we're doing right now live. And then we have the Omega Man Reloaded, which is where we're going to put over 10,000 podcasts we've done to date. Remastered. I'm releasing a couple per day. In fact, I just put four new ones up today. I was doing two, but I think I can do four speed it up and um, 
I encourage you to check them out. Great stuff. It's going to be new for most of you out there. You probably never heard these shows before. Plenty of great content. And if you can share them with a friend, uh, we appreciate that. That way we can get uh, some new listener base. That'd be great. Don't forget, OmegaManRadio.com is where you can go to get all these links I'm talking about. If you got any questions beyond that, just email me. Okay. We're going to take a break here. Go to a song and come back and... Uh, we're going to do Speak My Word tonight. Been asked about it. What are you coming back with it? Well, you asked, and we're going to deliver tonight. Okay, here's a song by Dan Vask. It's a Petra cover. Hope you enjoy it. 